Welcome to The Prosper Project, the show that helps entrepreneurs build brands that impact the world and the bottom line. We know that success doesn't come in a one-size-fits-all package. That's why we're bringing you adaptable marketing strategies along with valuable insights from inspiring change makers, firebrands, and visionaries. I'm Lorraine Sugart, founder of the disruptive brand agency, Prosper for Purpose. Now for this week's episode. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another strategy session. Today, I want to talk about PR. So what is PR and why is it important to your business? So first of all, you may think you know what public relations is, but my bet is what you're thinking about is publicity. So publicity is basically when you have articles written about you in the media. So we call it earned media in the public relations field. And so what that means is that you got an article in Forbes, wouldn't that be nice? Or the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times, or you were interviewed on NBC, or you went on a podcast, or you get the idea. It's basically free coverage of you or your business. But PR is much broader than that. So PR is actually the development of mutually beneficial relationships between an organization and its stakeholders. So stakeholders could be internal people, they could be customers, clients, vendors, you get the idea. So today, I do want to talk about PR in relationship to why it's important to your business from the perspective, the one category of PR that is about getting your name out there and getting in front of new audiences. So we're going to talk about getting media coverage for you or your business. So today, this is something that we call earned media, right? So you have to earn it. You don't have to pay for it. If you pay for it, it's not earned media, it's advertising. So what are some of the differences between advertising and earned media? So we'll call them pay versus earned, right? So earned media has the power to reach a large audience just like paid advertising does. But it gets you in front of other people's audiences with some credibility. So you're going in And people are giving you the benefit of listening to you from a factual perspective versus if you're running an ad. Because theoretically, a reputable media outlet is telling the story. So PR has the power to reach a new audience for you, a large audience quickly, which is a great way to grow your brand and your prospects much more quickly than organic outreach and get you in front of audiences that you might never be able to reach otherwise. The other things that public relations can do for your business is increase the credibility of your brand. 
Okay. So we talk about that no like, and trust factor. So again, people can say anything in advertising, but if you've been interviewed on your morning TV station or in your local paper, online publication, or a podcast, the idea is that the person or the outlet that is publicizing you believes your story, right? And so their audience that already knows, likes, and trusts them is going to trust your story as well. So how is this different than advertising that you pay for? Well, first of all, it's a lot less expensive. You can reach a much broader audience for a fraction of the cost of what you'd spend on advertising to get in front of that same audience. The other thing is that it's more credible than advertising. Again, we talked about that, that you know you can put whatever you want in a space that you're paying for, but if you're earning the right to be interviewed or to get coverage, then the idea is that that media outlet has already vetted you and you're in front of their customers being introduced to them by someone they already trust. So think about it. When we go for recommendations, we move to a new town and we say, you know, who's the best pediatrician or where should I buy my fresh fruits and vegetables? We're looking for that recommendation, that endorsement from someone we know. Earned media works much the same way. So by using PR to grow your business, you are going to elevate not only your brand visibility, but your brand credibility much more quickly than if you were paying to get in front of those same audiences. So some of the other things that it does is just build general goodwill. It helps you with your SEO because it's a mention of you. And a lot of times the publication will share your website or share a page within your website. So people will go to that or people will hear you say you're on a podcast or you're on the radio and they'll go search for you and they'll get to your website and that will help your SEO. So it's a great boost for your SEO as well. So Now that you know what earned media is and why it's good for your business, if you are not a PR person, where do you start, right? Okay, Lorraine, you convinced me that I should be doing some kind of PR in my business. So here's a way to think about it. Any place where you can get in front of other people's audiences for free in some ways is PR. It's you're earning your right to appear there. So you could be a guest speaker in someone's Facebook group or their coaching or consulting program, or you could be on a podcast. And a lot of times those are the best places to start. Look for people who are serving the same people that you serve, but they're offering something different. So if you are offering fitness and you want to get in front of people that are looking to adapt a home fitness routine, maybe you want to reach out to a nutritionist or a dietitian and say, hey, maybe we can share audiences. But maybe there is a podcast that also is talking about 
working out and building muscle. And you can pitch yourself to that podcast from the perspective of, hey, I see that you're talking about fitness all the time. I talk to people about how they can work out from home, from a hotel room, from wherever they are with no equipment. That would be a great pitch for someone. So the four steps in thinking about developing your own PR outreach is, first of all, to start looking and doing some research on what is being talked about in your industry. Look, search some terms, search some outlets, and yes, search your competitors. Where are they showing up? What kind of media coverage are they getting? What are they talking about? And then from there, identify and plan what your unique position is that you can bring. Remember, it isn't about you when you're pitching the media. It is about the value that you can bring to their listeners or their readers or their viewers. So you want to think about it from their perspective. So when you're doing your research and you're seeing what stories are out there and you're seeing where your competitors have appeared, say you want to pitch one of those same outlets, you're going to do another level of research. Who is the writer that talked to that person? Is that the writer that should cover you? If it's a podcast, you're going to want to listen to a couple of episodes and understand how often do they have guests? Do they have guests? Make sure you don't pitch to be a guest on a podcast that doesn't have guests. You really need to do your homework. And then from there, you come up with a story angle or a couple story angles that you could actually talk about. And then and only then, Are you ready to reach out to the media? So you might think about, okay, here's some growing topics. It's fall. Kids are going back to school. We have the start of colds and flu season, as well as right now in fall of 2021, we have the Delta strain of the COVID virus going around. So maybe we're talking about, hey, you know, I see everybody's talking about boosting their immune system. Here's some unique aspects that I could bring to that conversation and kind of outline it. And then from there, once you have those story ideas and you know what you want to pitch, reach out depending on who you're pitching. And there is so much more to this than what I'm sharing today, but this is just a good place to get started. Find that outlet, find out who that contact person is And reach out to them via email or look at their preferred way to contact them. Sometimes people will like to be reached out by phone towards the end of the week. A lot of journalists are working remotely, so you can't reach them by phone and email is going to be preferable. Some podcasts make you apply through a form on their website. So again, I keep going back to step one because it's the most important because if you don't do the research and you don't approach the outlet correctly, you're not going to have the success. And it's almost like it doesn't matter how good your story is because you're not following procedure and the journalist doesn't have time to entertain pitches from people that don't follow directions. They just won't. They're getting pitched every day by multiple people, and they're looking for someone who's done their homework, knows how to pitch them, and is giving them a good 
story. So again, you want to engage, you want to reach out and say, hey, I saw that you have been doing a series on health. I happen to be a dietitian. I specialize in immune boosting smoothies, would love to come on the morning show and demonstrate what we put into a smoothie and share this recipe with your audience. I also talk about A, B, and C. Let me know if this is something you'd be interested in sincerely and you send it. It's literally that short. You're telling people a little bit about you. You're telling them what you bring, what you offer. You're letting them know that you're familiar with their outlet, that you know what they're talking about, and that you have something to add to the conversation that will benefit their audience. That's really what the producers and the editors are looking for. They're looking for good pitches that will get them, the viewers, the readers, that fit in with the story that they're trying to sell. So once you reach out, don't give up if you don't hear anything. If you don't hear back in typically 48 hours is a good time to follow up. So follow up in 48 hours if you don't hear anything back. And then as a rule of thumb, we follow up again in a second 48 hours. You can wait a week if you want to, but I would keep following up again, allowing at least a couple days and then growing that amount of time in between outreach until you're told yes or no. No answer or A lack of a response is not a no. It just means I haven't gotten to it. I'm prioritizing other things. I missed it. Who knows what it could be? But don't give up until you actually get a response. If you've gone through this four-step process, doing your research, doing the monitoring of the news, finding out who their audience is, the stories they're telling writing your stories and pitches in advance, engaging respectfully and the way they want you to, and then going back, tracking and measuring your outreach and your impact, you're going to be in a good place. But you don't want to stop following up until you get an answer. So it could be three months later and you may get a reply from someone saying, thanks so much. I know you've been reaching out to me for a while. We're in a place where we'd love to have you on our show. Okay. So those are the four steps, monitor, research, write stories or your pitches, engage, measure. So what does measure look like? I mean, you can use an Excel spreadsheet. That is totally fine, but keep track of the outlet, the story that you pitched, and then the dates that you reached out. So you can kind of look in one place and don't put all your eggs in one basket. That's the last thing that I would offer up. I would say if you're starting to do outreach, think about 10 initial places that you'd like to pitch and do your research on one at a time and start pitching them. And then Keep that chart so you're doing that regular follow-up, but as soon as you get through the first 10, find your next 10 and keep pitching. So tomorrow, I am doing two interviews for two different podcasts that will air in the next few weeks 
One was one of those where they reached out and we had a conversation and it's been a couple of months. The other one happened within a week and they just ended up happening on the same day. So you just never know when you're going to have the opportunity to go on a TV show, go on a radio show, be a guest on a podcast, or even speak on a virtual stage, which is another part of PR that we're just going to kind of hold separate because it's not earned media, but you go through a lot of the same steps. So I hope that you found that helpful today. Thanks for spending time with me, and I will see you back here next week. Are you looking for ways to grow your visibility and authority quickly? Do you wish you had the social proof that would position you as the go-to expert in your field? Do you wish there was a way to learn the skills to go from unknown to expert and claim that spotlight for you and your business without hiring an agency? Well, now there is. My first course, Profitable Publicity, has launched. It's an eight-week course on how to build your brand and increase your revenue by leveraging the power of publicity. I'll be sharing my complete strategy, best practices, and lots more based on my 30 plus years of PR experience. This is a real course with weekly live sessions so you can learn and implement each step of the way and be on your way to earning publicity by the end of the course. Want to know more? Go to ProfitablePublicity.ProsperForPurpose.com. That's ProfitablePublicity.ProsperForPurpose.com. Join us and become the go-to authority in your niche with profitable publicity.